Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis wide open. Davis still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we are going to talk film, a little X and O quick hits with our man who comes on to do that for us and also has his own show over at JetsXFactor.com, Blewett's Blitz. Mr. Joe Blewett. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's the grind of, of the summer um, and not that there's no you know content to put out there, but I'm at the point now where I'm about to be wrapping up a lot of my film reviews, so I might be able to have a nice, uh, relaxed July. So I'm grinding to finish out the, you know, the Tyler Crofts and the Ronald Blairs and the uh, Neesmans of the world. So that's that's my world right now. You say that, Joe, but I know how you operate. You're going to try to walk away from the film, but at some point, you and I are going to be talking film on text, and you're going to be saying how you went through and watched some guy's film that you weren't expecting to watch, or somebody's going to sign, or somebody's going to get traded, and you're going to get roped into this, but... The fact that you actually have an opportunity to relax for a little bit is nice. But before you ride off into the sunset, we've obviously got a lot of guys to talk about. We'll do it lightning round style because we did a full show on Hamza Nasruddin, who is a player that I like a lot and I think he has an opportunity to really have an impact even from day one. We talked about all the guys that were picked with the first four picks because those are players that could make an impact on offense right away. But I thought lightning round style, we could talk about the rest of these late rounders that they picked on defense. Let's start with Michael Carter II. Seems like he's the favorite right now to possibly be the starter as the slot corner for the Jets in 2021. Tell me a little bit about what you saw from him, pluses, minuses, and how you feel he might fit in this defense. Uh, yeah, so this is I I like him. Um, and in terms of fit, before I get into like some of the strengths and and, and weaknesses um, of him, 
I think he's going to be primarily a slot, and I know the Jets said they're working him out as a slot, but he doesn't have bad like size and physicality for the outside. So if he is in, um, you know, if, if it's an odd look for the Jets and they're trying to disguise something, I, I think for a couple of reps a game he could fit on the outside. I, you know, ideally, you know, five, ten, one hundred and ninety pounds um, is inside, but it's not like he cannot play outside. Like there's certain guys like you know Guidry and you know Buster Screens of the world. I'm just talking about small or slot corners. I'm not comparing Carter or Guidry to to Buster Screen anyway. Um, but are guys who primarily have to play inside, and and Carter has the versatility to play inside and outside, and then you also. Uh, see the versatility of him at uh, Duke to play uh, the safety role as well. So, which is something he did pretty frequently. He's pretty he's pretty good at it because he's a smart player. But um, you like the bulk, you like the size for him as a slot corner, the athleticness or the athleticness, the athleticism, uh, the quickness. The team he's a team captain, which he was praised for, which is always a good thing. And Joe Douglas obviously um, likes that. He's a pretty strong dude for a slot guy. Pretty aggressive. Um, aware, working through traffic, good balance. Um, he's smart. Um, I think he opens his hips with good timing, uh, plays the ball well, um, times breaks well. Uh, the receivers are times the receivers breaks well and knows and, and knows how to drive on it in terms of angles and things like that. So uh, some good traits for a you know slot corner um, for sure. And the versatility is a de- you know a thing that the Jets definitely love. Um, now in terms of some of the weaknesses that I that I wrote down. Uh, his ball skills when he's playing the ball deep. Um, there are some times where he'll, he'll just open up immediately, open the gate, um, as I say, or angle off um, in terms of his press reps. So guys will kind of be able to stem him vertically without him really crowding uh, the stem. There are times where his eyes are a little bit high on receivers, but he'll fall, uh, fall for some from false steps and uh, manipulation with the head and, and the hips, um, which you don't necessarily love a little bit too patient at times arm length can hurt him. And then there was, I know there was a high percent of missed tackles uh, that they said that he had. I didn't see a ton of missed tackles to be completely honest. I actually thought he was a relatively uh, solid tackler, but that's something that the, the numbers did, did show um, that he had a high number of missed tackles. I didn't, wasn't able to watch every single game. The only games I had on tape of him was Virginia tech, Miami, I think where she was injured in pretty early. And I think it was UNC as well. So, uh, generally, those are the strengths and, and weaknesses of a Michael Carter II. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. How about Jamie and Sherwood? He's not going to be a slot corner like Michael Carter II, but looks like he's going to be some sort of hybrid between Will Linebacker and Safety. What did you see from him, positive and negative, and how do you see him fitting in this system? Because when you talk to people around the team, it seems like if nothing else, they feel like he can be a good fit for what Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich want to do. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad we started with um, <clears throat> Carter because I, I'm, you know, I like I like Carter the second uh, as a slot corner, like I said, like versatility. Um, you don't necessarily want to start with the negative, but in terms of like the earlier late round picks, or just in general, I would say this is probably my least favorite pick. Um, not a big Sherwood guy. Our Sherwood guy, uh, 20 years old, 6'2", uh, 220, 34 uh, inch arms. And like automatically, you see him drafted as a safety. You hear the Jets announce him as a linebacker. You know, if you watch the Take Flight 2021 thing, they, you know, that he talked to the linebacker's coach. He's going to be a little will backer. Um, so more run and chase. I just don't think he's a very good athlete, um, to be completely honest. Like a lot of people talk about the athleticism, they assume it because he was a safety, but in terms of like his long speed, his acceleration, the looseness um, in, in his lower body, um, the quick twitch ability, it's not really there. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of him at will, um, but he's too small to play Sam. So like, and people, like I said, automatically assume like, CJ Mosley to me is a better athlete. You know, Blake Cashman to me is a better athlete. Halmson Nazaluddin is a better athlete. Um, so don't just assume he's like, oh, because he's moving down, he's he's a he's a Deion Jones, he's a Devin White, like he's a fast guy, or he's you know, um, you know, a JOK. Like he's he's not that. Now he is like he has a good build in terms of his arm length. Um, I like his size. I like his strength. I I like the the fact that he's a big hitter. Um, I like his recognition and communication pre-snap. That's something that definitely stands out. His communi- uh, you know, the communication and then the command of the of the defense. Um, I think he's a pretty good tackler in terms of like his his tackle radius and the fact that he comes downhill uh, square. Um, I like his active eyes. People say they like his versatility and automatically assume he could play safety. He should not be playing any reps at safety at the NFL level. Level. You know, even if he has pre- good pre-snap recognition communication, he is not fast enough for it. He's just not. So I, I see him strictly at will where we talk about Hamza. He has a versatility to play, you know, will um, and can play deep. I just do not see Sherwood in that way. Um, I think he's pretty good in terms of his his hand usage post-contact to shed. I, I, at times he's a little bit wide, but then after the point where he gets caught in the chest, he's pretty good at, at standing up um, and chopping or, or punching down on the arms wherever it may be. Um, plays a pretty good leverage, but now in terms of like the weaknesses, we talked about some of the athletic um, stuff in terms of like the short air explosion, the, the long speed, the change of direction. 
um, when he's closing ground, I think he has pretty heavy feet. And there were some times I saw at Auburn where, okay, yeah, great tackle at Auburn, but there were some angles that were either too aggressive or too conservative that would have not have worked in the NFL where he barely just brought a guy down by the ankles or by, you know, the wrist or the elbow dragging a guy to the ground where NFL, um, it just wouldn't happen. Um, both in terms of how he tackled the guy and in terms of his angle that he took, where it's too, you know, too aggressive guy at the NFL, more speed, more explosion. They'll set you up a little bit better. Um, he also lacks a trigger sometimes so like, yeah, his post, his, his pre-snap recognition is pretty good, but post-snap, I think he, he panics a little bit. Um, and there are times like you, you automatically assume like, or you hear, Oh, he's aggressive. Um, but there are plenty of times on tape where I saw him like not willing to dive into a pile like a Hamsa or like, you know, the Jamal Adams of the, of the world where he kind of hesitates where, okay, no, another guy's bringing him down. He's not going to stick his helmet, um, in there and stick his face into the fan to, to kind of, uh, get it in, um, on a, on a gang tackle. So I didn't love that. Uh, hoppy and man coverage. He takes himself out of plays with his eyes um, at times where he's staring into the wrong spot. So like, you know, generally, okay, good pre-snap, post-snap doesn't match the, the pre-snap smarts and the athleticism isn't great. And his aggressiveness is a little bit overhyped, to be honest. Like that's how I see him. Again, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to love every single pick. Um, and I don't, love this pick i don't see him being a great will um i think he could be a decent player but in terms of like a plus starter at will i just don't see it i, I see him ending up as more of like a role player not full-time starter that's just um how i see it though he's one of several players that could play a little bit of defensive back that they drafted and the key word here is versatility we know this because robert Sala has mentioned it a lot Two guys that turned some more heads than Sherwood did, at least in minicamp and in the early OTAs, were Jason Pinnock and Brandon Eccles. Let's start with Brandon Eccles. A little bit older, 23 years old. I don't want to pick on this too much because everybody knows that this was a Mike McCagney special. It's okay to pick an occasional older player late in the draft if you like him. What would you see from Eccles on tape that you liked, didn't like, and how do you see him fitting in this defense? Uh, yeah, 23. It's funny too. Cause like you talk about 23 years old, like being older, like going to be 24 and like, I'm still at the, at the age of my life. I'm like 28. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm at the, like the edge of the prime. Like I'm still in the prime. I can get a second contract type deal. So I hear 23 being old now. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> um, but this is one of those late round picks in terms of like what a six round pick who you, you kind of throw a dart and you, I like to take shots on guys, and I think I've said this before, who are either injured and supposed to be higher picks or guys who have really good athleticism. And you look at him and you see the, the you know, uh, the four, three, six, 40 yard dash, the uh, one, four, six, 10 yard split, the four, two, uh, five um, inch vertical jump, the 136 inch broad jump. And I think all of those were like in the 90th percentile of players this year. Um, so they took a guy who's explosive. Um, I think he's pretty good at playing the, the deep, um, third of cover three, where he is pretty good at like route recognition and things like that in that cover three role. Like when he's, um, when he's bailing or shuffling, I think that's pretty good. Um, I think he plays the ball relatively well. Um, his anticipation of route breaks is good. Um, he doesn't commit his hips to run deep, uh, early, which is a good thing because you saw guys like Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson do that a ton where they just get roasted underneath. Um, he doesn't commit too early because he trusts his speed. So if a guy is going to get, you know, a yard or two away from, him, he doesn't necessarily have to open up, um, fully, you know, run a hundred percent because he is able to run deep very well. Um, and he could break back on the ball well too, which is really good for, for cover three. So, um, with that being said, he trusts his feet. He uses it. Well, I think he's not the best tackler because of his size, but he's a willing tackler. 
and to be you know transparent with with Eccles, <clears throat> I was only afforded the opportunity to watch two games of 2020, which was Florida and Texas A&M, and a lot of those plays would just go away from him. Were short passes, were screens, so you didn't see like a ton. And that's why that there, I don't have a whole massive list of strengths. I'm not just going to make up stuff. Now, in terms of the the weaknesses for him, he's kind of like an odd fit because I think he's a little bit small for the outside um, in a cover three, but he's also a little tight in the hips to play inside. Like he's more of a straight line athlete than like a really fluid, loose athlete. Um, so um, I, I think they're going to play him both inside and out. Um, I'm just not sure where the best fit is for him. I've heard a little bit of him playing more inside, which I, I, I can get. Um, but I do think he will be um, beat a little bit just because of the type, uh, tight hips. Uh, strengths to weakness. Um, there are times where he will struggle undoubtedly at the NFL level to, to uh, shed blocks and to bring down the ball carrier, especially if he's in a slot. That's something that's emphasized even more. A um, little bit jumpy at times in coverage. And then there are times where he you know, lets receivers work into, the, into his blind spot and, and press bail, which, again, not a massive list of weaknesses, but uh, – you know, there wasn't a lot on uh, on film that was that was shown. How about Jason Pinnock? Uh yeah, I like this. So he was he was super interesting um, to watch because you know the 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 size is good, six foot two hundred one, four four uh, or four point four five forty, thirty nine point five inch vert, thirty two plus inch arms, which is good. Um, the forty is this is where you talk about like the 40 has to match the tape. The 40 did not match the tape. He's more of a four, four, high four, five, low four, six guy to me. Um, his deep speed is not good um, at all, but <clears throat> to get to the, <clears throat> to get to the strengths first that I have uh, one, the, the interesting thing about him is the strength, the size he'll have reps where he absolutely dominates guys at the line of scrimmage. Like in, pre- like if you play him in, in press, like cover two, or even as like a cloud corner um, in like a three and like in like a three cloud or in just a base cover two, and you're asking him to reroute guys or to really be aggressive in his press. Um, he'll be really good, good in that role cover three, uh, you know, and, and like four where he has to stay a little bit over the top. I'll, I'll, I'm a little bit sketched out by that because he doesn't have the deep speed. And when he plays off coverage, he has a tendency to kind of like to either gear down when guys, uh, when guys stem towards him and throw two hands um, and if he misses on those hands, he's completely screwed. So he's like an all or nothing player in, in, in off coverage. But if you're going to play him again, press man, cover two, um, or any type of cloud coverage, you know, like I said, three cloud, um, he could be really good at that because he gets his shuffles in, um, super aggressive hands, and he'll just completely take guys to the sideline, uses the sideline pretty well, like another guy from Pitt um, and Darrell Revis. I'm in no way saying he's going to be as good as Revis, but in terms of using that sideline to, to his advantage, he definitely can do that. Uh, quick hands. Uh, ball skills, um, strength in his hands, body control, loose hips for his size is really, really good. Again, stays pretty square and press. I like the aggressiveness. Um, I like the fact that he could stay over top of routes and really contest and, and, and crowd them. Uh, his vertical jump is really good. Um, I think he has a good speed turn. is really quick to, to relocate after speed turns. So like, there's definitely some positive block shedding, hitting. Uh, definitely an aggressive guy. He yaps a little bit. There are, there's, there's a play or two where he gets beat deep and the ball is overthrown. The guy drops it where he gives the finger wag, which I absolutely hate, but it's going to come with a guy who barks as much as he does. So it could be a good thing, especially a guy who, for a guy who thumps like he does. But um, definitely the deep speed is, is, is not good. Uh, he panics when he's beaten, um, struggles to, to locate the ball and you know knowing whether to, to play through the ball 
or to play the ball, um, which is basically just, you know, turning into the, into the receiver and playing the ball through the receiver or like having a guy tight to your hips and, and playing the ball um, almost like you're the receiver. Like he struggles at that, at that um, in that aspect. And also like locating the ball. There are times where, you know, the receiver, let's say he's going vertical and is looking back for a good, you know, two, three seconds, which should indicate to you, okay, the ball is coming soon. Like play the eyes, play the hands where they'll, he'll then turn around and can get, get completely lost. Like he doesn't have like that natural, like instinct and feel of how to play the ball deep. So that's really, really concerning in terms of like, okay, co- you know, cover three, cover four type deal. Um, jumps, he jumps on, you know, double moves pretty easily. We'll stare into the backfield, you know, then there's some like little stuff like timing at catch point, jump splits show up, you know, balance when opening, uh, play action and misdirection can hurt him, uh, receiver working to the blind spot, but like overall, um, the bigger stuff I mentioned at first is a, is a relatively, you know, good recap for the, uh, quick hits that, the, that this show is. Let's talk about the final defensive back that you took a look at, and that is Isaiah Dunn, the cornerback from Oregon State. A lot of people surprised that he ended up being undrafted. The Jets gave him a pretty substantial sum for a guy that wasn't picked. And I have to say that from what I've been told, he was pretty impressive in minicamp and in OTAs. So there could be a role for him, which is very promising for a guy who they made literally no draft investment in. Talk to me about Dunn, pluses, minuses, and how you think he could fit here. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I was kind of mad that like this, it just got released, um, you know, today when we're, when we're recording. Um, and I was like, damn, like maybe I should have put this out before he was, he was making plays in camp because... This is one um, that I watched and, and I said in the show, I'm willing to stick my flag in this guy that, and, and it's not, it's not a huge, like, it's not a huge, um, you know, like whatever, whatever indictment on him because the jet, the jets, the jets have like no corner. So yeah, to say that they're going to give, you know, um, a guy who they gave the biggest roster bonus ever or, or uh, UDFA signing bonus ever um, to is going to make the roster. It's not like a huge thing to say that, but um, I was really impressed with the film. And usually they, they, these like UDFAs and stuff, like who was that receiver a couple of years? I think it was Jalen Marshall here. Everybody was super hyped about. And I watched this film. I was like, this guy's absolute trash. Um, so I was like kind of nervous going into the Dunn film, but there's definitely a reason um, that he was given that big of a bonus to me. Um, I liked him personally more than Eccles. And you can even argue that I like him more than, more than Pinnock, but Pinnock I think has a higher ceiling because of his athleticism. So um, I would probably pick Pinnock over him, but, uh, in terms of like how clean he was in college, uh, I think Dunn was the better corner. It's just about, you know, the, the translatable athleticism and things like that, that he may struggle with, but another older guy, 23 years old, six foot, 193. Um, I think he's another guy who could play inside and out, uh, really good zone guy, specifically, uh, cover three. I thought he played really well and, uh, stayed pretty square in, in off coverage, patience, definitely willing in the run game. Um, the really good thing about him in off coverage is he, he tends to keep his feet under him. So it allows for really uh, quick break, which I like. He crowds route breaks, um, doesn't commit too early, balanced, long arms, solid speed. I, I, I noted down loose hips. Um, he gets shuffles in when he's impressed, which is a positive. A lot of guys tend to, to, to open that gate angle off their hips. Like I, like I said before, um, he takes read steps and off coverage. There's a lot of guys who in off coverage, they don't take read steps, which read, which read steps is the, is one of the biggest beneficiaries of off coverage. So when he's afforded the opportunity to do so, um, he takes those read steps, which is usually an off man, um, and cover three and stuff like that. You're going to, you're going to shuffle typically and, and get, you know, your view on the quarterback. Um, you know, you don't necessarily you know, have to, uh, but there's definitely positives of him and the versatility is another big one, which I think I already mentioned. So, um, 
just doubling down on that. And then weaknesses, uh, tends to jump split. His hands in press are definitely not good. You obviously want to have your hands like air quotes on guard. Um, where like just like a boxer, you know, fighter, you have to have your hands up if they're if they're dropped, you're gonna get caught in the chest and things like that. So that's that's not a positive of, of his game. He needs to fix that, which is pretty pretty fixable. Um, now in terms of the patience I mentioned in off coverage and stuff like that, it also comes as a negative sometimes where he gets his feet get a little bit flat and he's not able to match breaks because he doesn't have um, he's not pedaling, so he can't transition um, into running deep. So that's a little bit of a negative. Um, doesn't have any special athletic traits, in my opinion, for in his game. Like he's good. He's a good all-around athlete, but there's nothing that really stands out like a Pinnock. And that's why I'd say Pinnock would probably be drafted or obviously was drafted before him, but I would, I, I condone that, that decision. Um, there is times where he hesitates a little bit too much. So paired with the patience that he has in off coverage, there's times where guys will break and like he has to take like that extra hitch to break on the route. So there's some hesitation, which almost it almost shows up as like lack of burst, but it's really lack of trigger, um, which are different to me, um, obviously. So note that down, lateral explosiveness, like he's decent in that area. I think he has solid speed, not great speed. Um, and that's about all I could think of to talk about with him for a uh, quick hit segment. That's going to wrap up part one of our lightning round, taking a look at the film of the Jets 2021 rookie class. We're going to have part two tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure that you're following Joe on Twitter at JoeRB31 and checking out everything he's doing over at JetsXFactor.com and check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant doing fantastic work on Morgan Moses. He's got videos up of Moses going one-on-one in pass protection against TJ Watt and Shaq Barrett. He's got an all-22 film breakdown of Morgan Moses in the run game. So take a look at that and you'll see exactly why the Jets really wanted to bring Morgan Moses in here to play right tackle in 2021. And of course, Caleb Pace's commentaries are up there too, Pace's playbook. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And make sure that you give us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital at playlikeajet.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.